0: Hello and welcome to the Digging and
1: Delving podcast number one. I've always enjoyed a bit of gardening, mm. um, but I've, I've always wanted to get an allotment. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I've had to sort of semi-retire from work. I've had brain surgery, mm. so I can't work. So this is a good yeah. sanctuary. It's beautiful up here. It's it really. A place oh, it's fantastic! It? It's the best place. Mm. It really is.
0: My dad was a keen gardener, and um, and I, it's just something I've always wanted to do. As soon as we had our first house, there was a very pretty garden, and I got so hooked on it. You know, when I first had my children, that I thought, "Wow, this is lovely. I love doing this." Um, and um, obviously, as years went on, and I obviously moved here, uh, I realised it was a not allotment, you know, association round the corner. So came in and inquired, uh, and got the five rod plot. and from then I've just it's grown and grown basically.
2: <laughs> My name's Roger Smith and I've got uh, one and a half plots here. We've had this allotment since 2010 and we've got half of another allotment which we got five or six years after that.
3: husband died so I gave up the plots and I was away for about three and a half years came back and the second thing I did was um, I paid the council tax registered myself and up the hut to get plot that was in 1999
4: okay I'm Robin Basil and um, I've had an allotment here for uh, 13 years now I started in 2004
5: Hi, I'm Tim Wells, and I've had an allotment here since 2009. Uh, I love bringing my kids up here and walk the dogs up here, and I just have a bit of alone time and potter about.
0: My name is Barbara King, and I have a, a 10 rod allotment. Um, mainly, well, half of it is completely flowers or perennials a few annuals, but mainly perennials, and um, the other half is uh, fruit and vegetables with um, an area for gladioli and dahlias for cut flowers. Yes, yeah, so I, uh, I've had this one about 15 years.
2: Once I come out of the restaurant, I thought I need my allotment. So i got one plot, and then the next year I've got another plot and then the next year i've got another plot so i've got three 10 rods so one of them's in half of it's into a uh, orchard and then i've got asparagus beds going in tunnel for soft fruit tunnel for the greens
5: yeah so broad beans do really well spinach does great marigolds american land cress nasturtiums they all self-seed um, Beetroot and chard—it tends to be the leafy greens. free. it's a lot of leafy greens. The garlic does well. You can see there's garlic popping up everywhere. I've, you know, I bought a few cloves one year, and then I've just split them, divided them, and I'm just like increasing my own stock. Um, and then I eat a few. And you always find ones that you've missed, and then you've got like an entire garlic clove sprouting like 10 garlics in that one point then you can just pick a few out and eat them as green garlics this time of year
0: i've tried sweet corn but the badger ate that (laughs) um peas obviously either the badger or something is eating again so i'm always giving up on peas but i grow um the back plot i grow Basically, the things I like eating, which are all the salad crops, you know, lettuce, tomatoes, beetroots, courgettes, um, and I grow butternut squash and uh, two sorts of beans. Um, don't really and potatoes. Potatoes. Um, I don't grow onions anymore because I don't do that huge amount of casserole cooking anymore, and um, so I, it's not worth it for me to, to grow those.
3: Yes, oh gosh, yes, yes, so broad beans, is bumper year for broad yeah. beans. We've had a few. Mange too, the second sowing I put in in spring. Start them off at home, soak them, plant and bring them over as small plants. They've done amazingly well, and this mm-hmm. week we've, oh, I've got a glut of mange too now. Yeah. Well, it is, yes, and when you think of the price they are in the shops, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a killer. You only mm-hmm. get about 8 ounces, 10 ounces if you mm-hmm. get a double size. So it does pay to grow some things, but you can't guarantee the same things to do well every year.
6: Oh, oh, well, I'm completely self-sufficient. 12 months of the year uh, with the use of the the greenhouses in the winter. I mean, I I eat meat, which I don't grow on the allotment, but in terms of vegetables and fruit, completely self-sufficient, yeah. I I, I do buy avocados, but they're extremely hard to grow in this country, so... (laughs) 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 i've got a good excuse Uh, but that's about it really um yeah it's it's a great joy yeah several grapevines yeah Mm. yeah um they were planted a couple of years ago um there's one on each corner of the arbor there and and they're all seedless grapes which aren't necessarily the best to grow for our climate they require probably more sunshine than we get Mm. but uh, i don't like seeds in grapes so we'll see how they go
2: you know we're digging new potatoes now I've just done with raw beans and stuff and the quality is so much better and it tastes so much nicer I was a chef I've given it up now so um, oh yeah there's nothing nicer than picking your own stuff you know it's fresh I mean the rhubarbs. I mean that's just coming through for a second batch now I mean the taste the stuff you buy in the shop is so it's pushed on and everything you know there's not the flavor there so no I mean it is totally different vegetables and that's why there's a demand now for, for allotments. I mean, we've had the sweet peas going. I mean, they're phenomenal. The smell is un- unreal. And uh, certainly mine are starting to come because mine were a bit earlier than Paul's. Um, so mine's just starting to seed a bit. But uh, no, it makes the house smell nice when you take them in and you know, and it has to cost you nothing. Keep it some seeds for next year and then just cultivate them ready for the next season. We're quite, you know, friendly down here. There's a few of us here. I mean, we do care about the allotment You know, we do spend a lot of time, a lot of money.
6: I I did start the year off, well I spent the winter watching YouTube and lots of market gardening uh, videos uh, by up and coming young market gardeners around the globe so i was really interested in growing big blocks of single uh varieties so i'd, I'd grow 120 lettuce in a bed etc um, etc et but i have found that i've now got 115 lettuce that are going to <laughs> to, to seed um so I, I am going to go back to more of a uh, a mixed planting but basically I, I i grow pretty much everything from uh I mean, it would be a pretty boring list for me to recite, but lots of different lettuces, lots of brassicas, you know, all the usual stuff, and some unusual things. I've just had a fantastic crop of kohlrabi. No, you wouldn't you wouldn't see kohlrabi in the shops, no, but it is delicious, you know, great. I, I eat most of my veg raw, and most of it goes through a liquidizer, so I, I drink it as a cold uh, smoothie, but uh, fresh veg is just delicious, and very healthy, of course.
2: So I start filling the freezer up with stuff, runner beans, french beans are on the go, potatoes, as long as we don't get the blight. Most of us put them in early sort of October time, so normally we miss it, it's when you put them in the later time that you get the the black fly, so the ones that are coming through July August time, you know. So it's always best to get them in, you just put them in the ground, they will grow. I don't do mine in the greenhouse, I just put them straight in the ground, end of October and, and away they go, they'll come up at their own pace and uh, I've had a really good crop this year. Fruits are going to be superb because we had the blossoms at the right time. This year they were at the right time so you know hopefully cooking apples, eating apples, plums. But no I mean stuff is so expensive you know okay you, it costs you a bit to get it sorted out to start with but once you've done it then you can start you know, with your cauliflowers and stuff, I mean in the, in the winter months when you're paying one pound whatever for a cauliflower or a cabbage, you just go and cut a fresh one, take it home.
6: The gardens here are built on a, a, a semi-raised bed system and, and they're no dig. Um, and they're all edged with timber. There's, there's over a kilometre of edging on these four allotments and it takes a lot of maintenance wood rots quite quickly Uh, I noticed there's a young man a few allotments over who's built everything from concrete blocks and 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 I'm moving towards roofing tiles because they're relatively easy to install cheap to to obtain and quite often you can you can get them for for nothing Uh, so rather than using timber from a a longer perspective it's better to use something that isn't going to rot Uh, but yeah it's uh, but Travis Perkins, you know, do get the occasional visit. So, If you're using timber for things like edging, if you use second-hand timber, the, you know, it's already seen the best part of its life, so it's going to rot out fairly quickly. And if you're laying a kilometre of edging, you want it to last a while because it takes a lot of effort to install. So,
4: Yeah, on the veg side, I've got some spring onions, I've got shallots, all the staple stuff. And I grow carrots in baths because um, of carrot fly. And carrot fly only fly up to about six inches off the ground. So if you can sort of keep them away from the uh, crops grown, some people screen the carrots with um, netting. Um, but if you're growing organically, you're limited for choice really you can either screen them or grow them in tubs to keep the carrot fly off so that's what I do I grow them in these baths and I've accumulated these over the years and people said oh do you want another bath? Oh yes please I'll have a bath (laughs) so I've got taps left on them and they look just like a bath taken out of a bathroom (laughs) Um, and uh, they do the job quite well with uh, sort of homemade compost and sand added to it and so on so that's um that's part of that half of the plot really so as well as carrots i've got um, a lot of garlic growing at the moment uh spinach is coming to an end as you can see it's all going to seed not if you're listening to this you won't see it but it's all going to seed um, so that's coming out and there'll be new plants coming in It's perpetual spinach so it's available all year round it goes through the winter very well
6: so. I've saved my beetroot seed but we had gales last week and uh, the beetroot was uprooted so I've lost that but yeah I, I save as much seed as I can, corianders, parsley, uh, parsnips, leeks, onions yeah, quite a lot. It's hard to grow onions um, with the. Uh, I'm not an expert on diseases, but the roots get a, uh, a fungus or a rot on them, and uh, they tend to go to seed quickly and don't develop fully, um, and so that's a problem. Um, slugs have not been a problem at all this year. I've hardly seen a slug, and all the lettuces are completely slug-free, and none of the uh, uh, the seedlings have been eaten. I, I lived in Cornwall for a while. And slugs were a major problem there, to the extent that they would you couldn't walk on the grass with a dew without crunching on snails and slugs and you just don 't have those sort of problems here.
3: The ground is different this is a, a, i don 't know how many acres there is here, but every section seems to grow different things better aside fabulous sweet peppers down there and gooseberries up here gooseberries didn't take too well the plants died off and I think the ground was too dry Mm. where we are you know it's sort of more windswept down even where we are now in the middle Mm. it's more sheltered so I think that had a different feeling on it no it's much better ground down there this is more like I don't know seaside type land drier needs a hell of a lot of nutrients manure and stuff Oh gosh, yes, yes, because we grow onions and leaves, the girls, the other two people who help on the plot. Um, So we grow onions, and yes, we do rotate, otherwise you get the grey mould at the bottom. It's not compulsory, but every now and then it happens, and you have to dump them, burn them, stop the spores getting into the soil, that's why you rotate. Depends what you grow, though. We usually aim for things which it not that important, but this is organic gardening, you sort of move things around it's part of the scheme to keep the ground pest free and open I don't think so we haven't tried anything new for a couple of years Helen's grown sorrel and she's bought some um, horseradish oh it's a meadow plant but you eat the leaves they're sort of sharp and vinegary it's a salad leaf Waitrose would sell it where the co-op wouldn't
6: at uh, the allotment i tend to sort of i like to do a bit of digging uh, the ground is actually quite um wonderful and uh, i I come across quite a few sort of ground in the past but this uh, soil here is really quite easy to manage and easy to dig i
2: mean, I mean look at those sweet peas there i mean it's a picture the, the, the super you know i mean there's, there's quite a few asparagus beds around here i mean they're all coming to the end of the season now so uh, but i've got one in and i'm just preparing to do another one and then in a couple of years time i'll have uh, my own asparagus cup hopefully but uh, yeah it's it's good well actually i like, I like flowers
1: really mm. um but vegetables as well yeah. and some fruit mm. like, which i've got quite a bit on the go well when, when i moved in i already had the shed and the greenhouse and four foot of jungle um, <laughs> But it turns out there's a green gauge tree, which is fruiting as we speak, and Liz next door's got one. Um, In front of that, there's a Cox's orange pippin apple, which I've espalliared.
3: And the apples are scented, and Mm. on a hot day you can smell the apple tree before you can actually get near it. It's fabulous. And it hums in spring when you get the bees around it. Oh, from so we're feeding their bees, or they're eating our apple blossom, <laughs> getting all the nectar. Yeah, they're doing a good job, but it's in a direct line from the beehive, so it's oh. perfect. Oh. So we know all the apples
0: are going to be fertile, or, oh, or something, All yeah. the flowers yeah. will. Yes. I, I don't know, I just love the flowers, and it encourages the bees, and I don't spray anything on vegetables or or plants of any sort, so I suppose I'm organic in that yeah. in that respect. I think it in, in encourages the, you know, the insects and everything, and the bees we need anyway. So it's a combination. I've got a lot of bulbs in here, a lot of alliums, um, and also a lot of tulips and daffodils. Hundreds, of, well, probably thousands. Um, and I do cut those and give those away, but um, it's nice because I can take bunches of flowers to friends. So I enjoy that, you know, and I take them to the day centre where I help and they ruffle them and things like that, so it all helps.
4: we freeze quite a lot of stuff. At the moment I've got frozen parsnips, uh, quite a lot of fruit, um, much of which has been made into jam um, and preserved in other ways. So parsnips, fruit frozen I've got uh, leeks frozen as well they freeze well don't have to do anything to them just wash them chop them up cut them up and put them into boxes and they keep really well in a freezer like that
6: just do it 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 really is so simple you put something in the ground and and it does everything else for you uh, it, it's so easy to overcomplicate things, and there is a there's a uh, a, a huge reservoir of knowledge on on the internet, and mm-hmm. specifically YouTube. There are some wonderful yeah. gardeners giving excellent advice on YouTube, mm-hmm. and uh, I I actually prefer watching watching most YouTube output than TV these days yeah. because it, it 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 relates to what I'm interested in. But I don't think so. I think I think just just get on with it. But it really is about doing it and, and a lot of gardeners, it seems to me, have difficulty making the first step. Mm. And uh if you keep making the first step consistently, yeah. it's it's it's, yeah. such mm. it's such a joy. It's such a joy. I feel fortunate to have found um, you know, something I really love to do. Yeah. Um, which, you know, yeah. one can go through life doing right. things that for the need rather than the love, a complete haven. Yes, yes. I uh, I adore it, especially on a day like this: blue skies and a cooling breeze, with the cricket on.